vast majority of people in the medieval period, be they in England or in Europe or wherever, um, rarely ever experienced armed warfare. They rarely had to actually arm themselves for their own protection. Um, and if they did get into fights, it was not always you know, life or death sort of fatal stuff. There was a lot of violence in the sort of casual way uh, yeah, fr from greater... from that time to this in in, in yeah. England, uh, pub kicking well, out times. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> lighting lighting cop wagons on fire. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. No, no cops, no cops <laughs> yet. So no, no. <laughs> but that's genuinely yeah. a thing yeah. that drives it. Is like if there's nobody yeah. to come and break you and the like printmaker's apprentice apart, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a decent chance you're just going to end up stabbing each other or with something. <laughs> Well, what's more likely is that people you know are going to come and break up your fight because you're not surrounded by complete strangers all the time. Unless, mm. you know, you've moved to London when you were older and you're working someplace else. Urbanization makes this, uh, makes the patterns of violence different. In the local community, though, everybody's, everybody knows everybody else. Everybody's business is everyone else's business. So you, you have a lot of incentive to, to, uh, impose order and maintain peace and stuff like this on your own, independently of external influence. And as a matter of fact, the last thing you want is for the king's people to come in and start messing. So mm. the whole community comes home and uh, com comes together and says, "Go home, Carl. You're drunk." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And go to uh, bed. <laughs> but, but most most of this violence, when it involves mm. arms at all, it's yeah. not. We think generally involving a sword, right? Well, the there is a lot of variety in weapons, just as there is in arms and in the situations which you get. You find yourselves in combat, and then there's the evidence we have for what combat looks like. I mean, we have these the fun little illustrations from the Holcomb Bible. Uh, this is uh, oh, when is this? This is 13th century, mid 14th, I think. Um, and I mean. Dedicated warfare, swords were pretty common. As a day-to-day -day sidearm, they weren't unless you were part of the social elite, and then it was kind of a mark of, of status. Sort of, but sort of in, a, you know, 13th century Pete Buttigieg being like, I didn't carry yeah. a bastard sword in Antioch, uh, <laughs> just to see it on the streets of, of Buckingham, you know? <laughs> to, to some extent, yeah. I mean, th there's, there's still debate about just how common people had carried around swords. Certainly people were armed, if you extend arms to include things like pocket knives, because everyone had knives. But mm. a knife is different than, you know, a firearm. So- I've been trying to explain that to the police it, and they don't get it. I, well, yeah, I mean, the definitions fine. change. It's, <laughs> it's fine in America. As long yeah, as you don't yeah. have knives that open in like three or four specific ways, yeah, yeah. The cool which are functionally very, very so, identical. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the vast majority of you know combatants on a battlefield situation would be armed with not swords, you know, spears, axes, variations on different kinds of hafted weapons, um, bows, crossbows. I gotta such. say. Leaving the bar after you know insulting someone's maiden, and then getting <laughs> run through with a fucking axe at two a.m. <laughs> not yeah. a good time. Just, just sort of bad, like cresting bad. the hill, coming back to the pub after an argument with yeah. my pike. 
Um, <laughs> which incidentally is is my sort of like mystical. I, I I, yo, I gotta go get something from a truck. I'm about to get something from a truck, <laughs> and you just bring out a halberd. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you see a wagon with like a it's, Molon it's from... Labe sticker on it, what that actually means is free Pike. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, you gotta I, leave that stuff outside. Yeah, you, can, you 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 can just go home. You don't have to fight. No, you no, get no. on a horse and no. you go home. The horse isn't drunk. You are. The horse can bring you home. The horse might also <laughs> fall in a hole and break its leg. Horses are just dumb as shit. Horses oh, are the yeah. dumbest animals. Yeah. After, like, um, birds. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in battlefield situations, um, the people who are armed with swords are usually people who are also in command. They're also usually the ones on horses. They're the ones that wear the most armor. And up until about the 16th century, um, they're the most important combatants because there's the ones who do the vast majority of the killing of other people who can do the killing. Um, but sort of munition-grade uh, equipment is often referred to, the stuff you wouldn't necessarily own yourself, but people would collect and give you if you were forced to go and fight. Um, that stuff was, uh, was fairly common. Um, but again, it's not the everyday experience. So the, the conclusion being vast majority of people in the medieval period didn't train to, to use a sword from, you know, the age of a toddler. That was the guys on horseback. Uh, hmm. But but I was taught in GCSE history that, that <laughs> feudalism is when you have a big pyramid of, of groups, right? And at the right. bottom, you've got uh, you've got your peasants, you've got your serfs or whatever. Uh, but they have to fight. They can go get called up. They can get levied. Um, mm. So therefore, everyone's a trained soldier, right? Right. Well, for tax purposes, perhaps. Um, I mean, the simplified system of the the uh, that feudal pyramid does kind of hold up when you look at just how the money works, frankly, because you have the people at the top who are dependent on those below them to support, you know, economically. But that's a different podcast for someone who's more qualified to bore you with money. I I remember I had a class in at Bishop Ireton High School called um, uh, History of the Church. It was the Church History class, mm -hmm. right? Um, which um, directly conflicted with the modern European history class we also took at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And there I, was this I... nice, that nice piece in the textbook that explained how in the feudal era, um, uh, the lord and lady of the manor personally cared for all of the uh, serfs. <laughs> And uh, I, yeah, and I, I, I took one look at that. I took one look at that, and I was a dumb teenager, and I was like, "This is the worst shit I've seen in my life." <laughs> <laughs> you expect us to believe that? Are you teaching kids in like Texas that shit? What the fuck? <laughs> Oddly enough, I mean that is kind of what they taught themselves. I mean, that's, <clears throat> if you asked a landlord at the time, that's or the church, they would have said that that's exactly it. And they had to in, care for the poor, Roz. And, and yeah. in the abstract, that is still kind of true. Um, although the, only the worthy poor, by the way. So people people who had lost fortunes and who were now poor, they you know they were worthy of of uh, charity. Those who were born poor, well, that's God's will. So there you go. A anyway, mysterious point, act of God's love. <laughs> yeah. The the point hey, about uh, mandatory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's let's uh, steer clear of that for a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> the uh, the compulsory military service thing on the books, like in England, they have they have uh, uh, legislation basically saying something along those lines as early as the uh, the late 12th century. In practice, what that mostly meant was that people were financially obligated to support uh, military service. And so the easiest way to sort of legislate this was say, if you've got X amount of land or rents or whatever, you need to have on hand this kind of equipment, which you are expected to employ at the request of the king. Now, that doesn't actually mean that everybody who's got, you know, six shillings worth of stuff per year needs to be able to go and fight for the king wearing the body armor and the helmet and the spear that they say they're legally required to have. How it usually worked out is that people and communities kind of collected all this gear and made it available to people who could go and fight. And as far as legislation was concerned, spelling that out, that distinction wasn't really important. Um, so that's the way to read that interpretation of the sort of pyramid system. So, everyone's got knives, and the government says that yeah. you have to have a barn full of such and such amount of <laughs> tactical equipment. The Middle Ages mm. are sounding better and better to me, I'll be honest. Oh, it's very, yeah. very, no, it, sounds, it sounds like Montana. <laughs> well, I, see, I, this is the I, funny thing, I, I like central air conditioning. I like my toilet with yeah. running water. I would not have survived in any period other than this. It is baffling <laughs> to me when people are like, oh, I was totally born in a different era. My fat ass yeah. enjoys walking 15 feet to get his <laughs> cheese puffs. That is the that is the extent of the physical uh, the, of the work I'm willing to do. Well, that, there's also a separate thing happening here, Liam, which is you, your role in that big feudal pyramid is a square off to the side marked Jew. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah fair it's, a, it's actually a star of David, and yeah. You I stand be, in it like I'm trying to. Uh, you could yeah. be the Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. That's true. Except you'd be from I, Massachusetts. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, 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 I will say that if I were in charge of the Frankfurt ghetto, it would not have gone down that way. <laughs> I would have. I would have John Browned that shit. <laughs> and you'd have been right to do it. We would make Attila the Hun look like a pussy. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, anyway, Frank so... Rizzo, <laughs> Mayor, Mayor Frank Rizzo, on the podcast for the first time. <laughs> I didn't use the slur. I didn't use the slur. That's yes. growth. <laughs>